Welcome to another episode of the Go for CEO channel. I've got another great guest, a local badass, a guy that's been doing some great things over the last few years. And I know that myself, uh, I, I got to meet him. You know, let me put these last big. I, I, I had a chance to meet him uh, quite a few years ago uh, when I, I uh, accidentally dropped my phone and I was looking around for someone to to help me. I Google this person. He's down the road from me in the Aurora uh, Naperville area in Illinois. And all of a sudden, I see the doctor. So we've got the doctor in the house, Dr. Gadget, phone and tablet repair, the CEO. And let me tell you again, smash that like button because like you're going to really enjoy today's interview. I know this guy is going to bring the incredible energy and everything about being a CEO entrepreneur. So, you know, we interview founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs that are startups to $25 million in gross revenue. We have fun listening to them, to the ups, the downs, the marketing minds, the operations, scaling, and so much more to, so that you could become the CEO of your life and CEO of your business. So, Mo, Huck, welcome to the Go for CEO channel. What's up, John? How you doing? Good, good, my friend. How you been? Awesome. Thank you for having me, man. I can uh, talk to you a little about Dr. Gadget, about myself, and, uh, you know, help hopefully help uh, future entrepreneurs, uh, you know, grow. So, I love it. I love it. And that's what it's all about, man. So look, you know, we usually like to start uh, the Go for CEO channel interview with a little bit about your background, where you yeah. come from, and, and kind of what set the seeds of greatness of where you're at now. So go ahead, take it away. Yeah, man, I'll be honest with you. So I've always been, uh, I've always had that entrepreneurial mindset, even since uh, like back in the day when I was a little kid, like uh, six, seven years old, um, we used to live in these like apartments back in Hoffman States. And uh, I would just sell like candy door to door. Like our, our one of our uncles, he would always come and get us. Uh, we would go to Costco, get a bunch of candy for us. And I would just go knocking door to door, selling candy. Uh, and uh, by the age of 12, I had my own lawn mowing company where it was me and a couple of my buddies. Um, uh, I would just go same thing door to door, just asking people, hey, would you like your, you know, lawn mowed whatnot? And it was pretty good because I'd be mowing the lawn. One of them would be like raking uh, leaves and stuff. And the other one would be doing uh uh, uh, what is it? Uh, edging the lawn. So uh, it's always, always, you know, just had that like, you know, business mindset. And then uh, uh, throughout high school, like I would sell phones and stuff like that, just like here and there. And even in high school, I was like fixing phones on the side just for fun. Back when the iPhone, uh, what was it? iPhone one first came out, the original iPhone. Uh -huh. So I've always had that like, you know, business mindset, just, you know, wanting to do something different. And, uh, I went to school at NIU. That's where I graduated from. And I got my marketing, uh, my bachelor's of science in marketing and uh, sales, uh, professional sales certificate. So I was doing uh, business to business uh, sales for uh, dental supplies for about, uh, pretty like about six, seven months. And one of my cousins who uh, owns a cell phone repair store as well, he's like, man, you should really open up a store. It's going to be good. I know you already have the business mindset. You know how to do it. Uh, you have your bachelor's degree too, which will help too. So I'm like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Uh, me and my brother, we actually made it happen, and uh, opened up the first uh, Doctor Gadget store uh, in uh, January. Well, yeah, January of 2015. January 2015. So it's been five years now, and uh, yeah, just going going strong. We went from pretty much fixing phones on the side at home, uh, you know, just for fun, or like while we're at school, you know, fixing phones, and then just turned that like hobby into a career, pretty much. So it's been pretty exciting. And you you said it, right? Uh, one of the major reasons people get into business and, and become a CEO of their life 
is they find something that they get passionate about, which for you is the seeds of greatness of, you know, hustling and bustling and making that money, right? Uh, going to get your education, which is great. But then coming back to the roots of, man, your, your family seems to have had an influence on you and your cousin shares with you this great idea. So you, uh, you know, you get into business, but what does that actually look like for you? Um, you know, you get out of school, you get a job, but then six months later, you yeah. start your own business. So I mean, I so in my head, it was like this, like I was doing uh, dental supply sales and it, it did really good. I mean, you know, it was all commission based, you know, uh, business to business. So I actually, I was killing, I was, it was doing really good. Uh, I had a decent amount of money saved up from previous and from doing that as well. And then uh, my brother and I were like, man, let's just, let's do something. We've been wanting to be our own bosses. We have the money saved up. Let's do something that we're good at that, you know, we're going to enjoy doing. It's not going to be a chore. Like I enjoy you know, coming to work every day. It doesn't feel like work. It feels just like, okay, I'm going to do what I do best. You know what I mean? So it's, that's one of the main, you know, reasons I do it. And the goal is to have a bunch of stores, you know? I love it. I love it. And, you know, so did you uh, start to develop maybe um, the knack of it just by sheer practice of trying to fix these things? Or did you get a certification as well? Yeah, so originally, yeah, no, originally it was definitely um, just practice on the, you know, just did it for fun. Uh, YouTube videos that helped a lot and then when we decided my brother and we decided we're going to open up the store we actually got uh, our certification uh, you know went uh, flew out to uh, Atlanta uh, it was like a it was a week long it was about like 1500 bucks but it was definitely worth it I mean I knew a lot of the stuff that they were teaching us but it was still you know uh, good to learn you know uh, different techniques that other people know that other people who have been in the industry and uh, so it def definitely helped um, with, uh, you know, getting the certification, uh, you know, learning different tricks and, uh, you know, how to, uh, you know, approach it when you have an actual business versus, you know, doing it from, you know, in your car or in your basement. So. Awesome. Awesome. So you get certified, you and your brother, you know, you've got some capital behind you. What's right. the first move that you made? Was it uh, looking for a retail location? Uh, how does that experience yeah. trying to negotiate maybe a lease, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you set yourself up initially. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, my, our, our main thing uh, was we wanted to find a good, like somewhere where there's a lot of traffic, definitely, you know, there's a, a our main thing was the Best Buy because the Best Buy is right here oh. in, front, in front of Dr. Gadget, the Aurora location. And uh, I was like, man, you know, it'll be good because people walk out of Best Buy, look across the parking lot, they'll see Dr. Gadget in big blue letters, you know, phone and tablet repair because Best Buy used to fix uh, devices, then they stopped doing it. And now they're doing it again. It's really weird. But now it's it's super strange because they the same thing that I do for a hundred bucks, they charge $170, $180. So and and we get it done in an hour versus like two, three days you have to wait sometimes. So we get you know, we get it done right away. That's another thing that people love. They want something done right there and then now. You know, they don't want to wait. So that's what we're able to do now. Speed of the game, speed of the game, and, and obviously the, the cost effectiveness as well. So, oh, so yeah. tell us uh, the first, you know, probably three, six, nine months. Uh, you were probably making millions like right away, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish, man. Soon, hopefully, inshallah, you know, God willing, if uh, God allows it, we're going to have, you know, 100 stores. That's that's the goal, 100 to 200 to, you know, 500, right. just to, you know, full takeover. That, 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 that's the goal as, as always, you know. Um, but, uh, no, so you you asked about lease negotiations as well. So we, I forgot to mention that, but we talked to the, the landlord at the current, you know, at the Aurora location and he was, they were, you know, super helpful. They're like, yeah, you know, let's do it. Um, 
obviously you want to start super low and then work your way up to, you know, but the rent, it, it ended up, ended up being worth it to do because um, it was kind of high. Like it, well, my bad. It was uh, hard to, uh, you know, negotiate because it was the first time doing negotiations like that. But um, that's funny. The phone, uh, it's got a text message coming in. So it just like shut off. Vibrate. <laughs> but you can see me good, right? Yeah, still good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so you know, we got the lease negotiations down. You know, the landlord was happy. We we're happy. And uh, so we started con um, the build out. In January, got that all set up. Uh, we were actually, the goal was to open on March 1st. So that's why we joined, you know, we joined the Chamber of Commerce. That was a good way to, you know, get uh, our name out there a little bit. And um, the goal was to have it open by March 1st. We ended up actually opening in February. So the construction got done a little bit faster. So that was nice. Um, we started uh, doing repairs, but we still had our grand opening in March. And uh, they wrote a, uh, wrote a little article, uh, article about us in the Beacon News. So it was really cool. And, um, yeah, so that's how it started. And then uh, we just started like promoting really hard on, you know, social media, Google, Yelp, Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that just got on there. Just started putting up little deals and sales. And, uh, you know, it started, I would say we were probably uh, broke even in the six months, surprisingly. Most businesses, you know, they take a year or two. But, uh, but yeah, we just alhamdulillah. It was it was definitely the blessings of, uh, of, from above, you know, from God, because we weren't able to do any anything that uh, I'm able to do now. I wouldn't be able to do if it was, you know, obviously God's blessings and you know with the help of friends and family too. So I love it. I love it, man. So there seems to also be a great faith foundation of of what you you know, talk about and, and how you go out there to the marketplace. So what's uh, what gave you that inkling of hey? You know, I, I've got to put it into SEO. I've got to put it into Google. I've got to put it into this. So how did you formulate that? Because that's, you know, part of marketing and strategy. Was yeah. it that both you and your brother already had a little bit of understanding, maybe through uh, education or through your well, own? Yeah. So, so that was actually a lot to do with me going to NIU. Like it was so, everything is about marketing, right? Like you see the, you see the, the McDonald's logo, for example, you see the M everyone knows what it is like you know and you know probably throughout the whole world same thing with like Coca-Cola. it's like it's branding branding is very very important so uh you know we just uh, we set up a budget for everything like okay this is how much we're going to spend on this, this is how much we're going to spend on this and then we just did it and uh a lot of the ads i did myself on like you know facebook and uh google like i just started posting stuff myself and then down the road like it was probably like about a year down the road we uh we ended up hiring an actual company to do the uh, um, all our SEO, one of my friends actually he built a web uh, website for me. So like that was all like uh, organic, like you know we didn't you know really pay for that. And then down the road we started paying for more SEO on the website, and now even uh, now we have like the mobile repairs on the website. So that's pretty exciting where we go to people's houses and do the repairs over there. That's a whole nother you know ball game. Wow, yeah. wow. So so look, uh, you know those first six to nine months. I mean, yeah. from what you put in as capital, maybe a down payment for the lease and, and signing that contract and everything. Sounds like you you got to almost break even, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, which means that obviously whatever capital go for CEO uh, community, he put in, let's call it 20 grand as an example. You know, mm -hmm. he got back to making that through the repairs and the services and selling. The net mm -hmm. profit got him back to even. So let's talk about nine months right into two years. Over the next couple of years, 
what did you guys see as the reasons why people were starting to, to come in and yeah. come back possibly? So, I mean, the main, the main thing, honestly, was uh, it's a service, right? We're providing a service for people. So customer service is very, very important. You want to be able to provide a service that, you know, XYZ shop or the shop down the road can't provide. And uh, that's one thing that, you know, really helped us because we treat customers like their family, essentially. Like if a, if a phone cannot, if it's not worth fixing, we'll let the customer know, hey, I'll be honest with you, this is how much it's going to cost to fix. I don't recommend doing it. If you really want to get it done, it is possible. Uh, you know, we'll get it done because the main thing is making sure the customer has a positive experience and they leave with some sort of knowledge about, okay, you know, like I don't, you know, like now I got some good, good advice. I know what I should and shouldn't do. I know what I can and can't do, you know? So no doubt. That's, that's very important. Hey, Chris, no doubt. Customer. Did, uh, so did you, start to also have maybe some sort of CRM, right? Uh, obviously, um, you know, you start getting these clients, you're in retail. How mm -hmm. did you start to gather the data that, you know, Joe Smith is in Aurora, you know, yeah. Ali Sue is in Naperville, you know, to start to see, or did you even think about those things the first few years about no, gathering yeah. the data and emails and those things? Yeah, no, we definitely did. Um, the main thing was, uh, it just all started on just, uh, you know, like invoice paper, just like this. Uh, and uh, we... Um, hold on. Jimmy? Yep. All right. I'm still getting calls in there. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so we got... Um, so I, it was there's a lot of asking the customer questions, like, oh, where'd you come from? Uh, or how did you hear about us? You know, like that kind of things. And um, they're most of the, like, I would say 99% of the time people are super friendly. Like, oh, I heard about you from a friend. It was a, a lot of word of mouth, surprisingly, because like I said in the beginning, I mean, we were treating everyone like their family. Like, uh, you know, we, if, even if, let's say worst case scenario, like uh, one of us, somebody's doing the repair and something gets, uh, yeah, don't go in front of it. <laughs> something gets damaged, right? We'll go, uh, you know, we'll go above and beyond to make it right. Like if I have to buy a customer a new device, I'll do it. Like I've had to do it before, you know, there's uh, wow. you know, like one of, let's say I'm hired, like in the middle of hiring a new technician and he's, he damages a customer's device. I'm not going to just be like, oh no, we can't fix it. No, I'm going to do what's right. Right. Like you got it's the golden rule. That's very, very important. You know, treat others how you would want, you want to be treated. Right. So if somebody messed up my device, I would expect, you know, a working device of, you know, uh, at least you know, equal value. So that, that was very, very important for us. Like, Man, okay, if we need to buy a customer a new device, we're going to buy them that new device. We're going to go above and beyond to make it right. We're going to do what others will not do. What others are not willing to do, we're going to do it. That, I think, you know, definitely helped us, uh, uh, you know, succeed to the point, the level that we're at right now. Interesting, interesting. You know, so you, you really look, you're talking about a lot of foundational things that I think people should think about, right, in their life uh, to become yeah. the CEO of your own life. You have to treat people like you want to be treated, right? Like you said, the golden right. rule, you know. Yeah. So as as you're in business, you know, it, you, you've taken us through the journey that the first nine months you got to break even, which is awesome. You yeah. start to allocate funds for different marketing and things. And it seems like a year or two into it, you even stepped up your game with a, a better website, a better you know, graphics, all these types of things. So right. what are some things that you and your brother initially over the first couple of years started saying like, all right, Hey, I have to tweak this part or I have to, you know, learn this part. What are some journeys that you can share with the audience? 
Um, honestly, like one of the uh, very important thing for us was like finding a good supplier, right, for the parts and you know inventory. It, it makes it makes a huge difference, you know. Like we were using uh, a few local suppliers at the time, and I mean it was the there's with any any uh, part, right? There's always going to be a defect, right? Right? Like out of a hundred screens, there's going to be one or two that are bad, right? So we're uh th that was one of the problems like if, if if we had any issues with the part we would always warranty it out as long you know there was no physical damage we'd take care of them in that sense um but uh wait what was the other thing you asked me my no no yeah that's so that your train of thought there was perfect is uh just trying to share with you know us like what were you thinking as things were tweaking you know so you said like right there you got a different supplier possibly after a while, uh -huh. because you saw the quality get better at a different supplier. So what are some other things that you learned about your business over the first couple of years that you wanted to tweak? Wait, I just had a customer walking. I'm so sorry. What did you say? No, <laughs> what no, else no. I want to tweak about what? Yeah, what, what, in the first couple of years, what were some other things that you, you and your brother thought about tweaking in the business? Like you just said a supplier and the, yeah. and the, uh, the, the, you know, the tools that we're using. You know, what are some other things that you thought of maybe marketing wise or operations or bringing on new people? Um, yeah, I mean, once we started actually getting like busy, like a lot, you know, more uh, repairs coming in, like we definitely had to hire, uh, you know, two, three people. Uh, we trained them ourselves. That's what made it uh, definitely help a lot because we we essentially molded them to what we expect out of, you know, how, how, how I do the repairs. Is exactly how I want all my technicians to do do the repair. So our training is a little bit longer than most places. We, you know, some people pick it up fast, you know, one month, two months. Some people will tell them like, hey, you're going to be in training for six months. You're going to get paid for it. But um, you know, once you're 100% down, once you once you work, do repairs how Doctor Gadget does repairs. That you know, that's going to make a big difference. And uh, uh, that's when you know we're going to officially hire someone. So, I mean, sometimes it's as fast as one to two months, sometimes it takes six, seven months, you know? So it, uh, you know, training people to work how you need the work to be done the right way the first time, warranting it properly, you know, making sure we test everything two or three times during the whole process. Um, that, you know, that plays a huge role in, uh, you know, tweaking as far as, you know, tweaking stuff out. And then um, once we, uh, another thing that we started noticing was a lot of customers they were coming all, uh, from the Os uh, Oswego area, right? So that's what ended up, you know, um, uh, uh, helping us realize, like, man, maybe we need to open up a store in Oswego. And that was in our um, third year, second or no, second year. We, uh, so 2015, so 2017, we opened up Dr. Gadget Oswego. The Oswego, that's our second location. And then um, after that, I'm like, man, I just want to uh, have more stores. The goal is to have more stores. Uh, my brother, my business partner at the time, he, he wanted to focus on like different businesses. So I was like, hey, man, do it. I want to help you out as much as I can on my end. But I really love the Dr. Gadget brand that we build. I love what I do here. Uh, you know, let's work out a deal where uh, I can take full ownership. And, you know, we came to an agreement. He was happy. I was happy. Uh, so after, uh, so it was probably about a year after we opened up. No, sorry. So 20 was very 2020. So 20. 2019 I bought him out so last year I bought him out and uh, um, at the same time while I bought him out I was actually working uh, working a deal with one of my biggest competitors in Naperville uh, which was uh, uh, it used to be I fixed her he changed it to a different store and then 
he he wanted to move uh, out of the state but i was really it was one of my biggest competitors but he was also like a, a friend a mentor in a way like you know he, he was in the industry for a lot longer than i was and he would you know we would always help each other out if i needed a part you know he would be there if he needed something i would help him out so we just built that relationship even though he was one of my biggest competitors uh we just built that good relationship We're like you know it's a different market he's naperville i'm aurora even though we you know we had you know customers call like you know saying oh they're doing for this much we're doing for that much we just kept a really good relationship and then uh, i was talking about buying his door and converting it for a while and then finally pulled the trigger on that one and uh so Naperville store um, I got uh, last year, uh, end of last year, uh, and then um, just been running that one. Uh, so one of my goals was like that. So I I had goals set for myself, like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to get done. But the thing, the one thing I'll tell, you know, future CEOs, entrepreneurs is always write your goals down, right? Because if you have them written down, you'll be able to see them, not just like, oh, I had this idea, I have that idea. No, you have it written down and you're going to write down what the plan is to when you're going to accomplish the small steps to, you know, accomplish the, the main goal. So there's the big goal that you have, right? But that big goal, there's little steps you have to take, like, you know, climbing a ladder, right? So, but even those steps, they require that you have to set those goals. Like, okay, by this year, uh, I'm going to do this much. By this year, I want to do this much. And one of my things was like, man, every, every year I want to open up another store. Yeah, it's been five years. I have four, well, technically three uh, brick and mortar stores and then the the bus is the fourth location kind of right. so so i mean i'm a year behind but i'm still gonna next year is gonna be big you know like the big goal is to have a bunch of stores next year so uh but you know you gotta start small and then you set the goals and you know make sure you take the proper steps to accomplish those goals and then the so last year i had the, uh the naperville locations and then we're at three locations and then 2020 this year um, we launched uh, Dr. Gadget Express. My uh, cousin, uh, he moved uh, out here from uh, New York, and he's like, "Man, I want to let's let's do it." And uh, we, you know, pull the trigger, and we already had about like ten or twelve appointments booked already that we've already you know done the repairs on. So it's it's getting there. It's growing. You know, slowly it's steps that you know you take. But like I was saying earlier, with the you know with all the blessings from God, you know, it's gonna happen. You know, and grow even faster. So. I love it. I love it. Well, look, you know, one of the things that I want to kind of recap there is what were some things that you think about as far as, you know, financially? So take us back to, you know, you open up that second location based on data of Oswego people out there. And, and there's right. a distance between Aurora and Oswego, a, a nice little right. Ogden thoroughfare there uh, to yeah. give a, an example for people uh, that may be listening just all around. There's a good distance between the two locations. But Financially, how did you start to say to yourself, hey, you know, from every dollar, I'm going to save five cents, 10 cents, three dollars, whatever. Um, you know, well, how did you start to formulate that? Because obviously it takes capital, right? Yeah. A lot of people uh, learn that. And then, you know, and obviously walk us through the uh, your cousin coming from New York. Yeah. So my cousin coming, uh, I mean, as far as saving uh, to open up the other locations and, you know, more location. Um, I kept my, my pay really low, you know what I mean? Cause I was like, I, I want this, whatever, like, uh, I could survive on, on the lease. So I would put all the money back into the business, uh, uh instead of just taking it for profit and, you know, going and buying a Lamborghini or something. Uh, I, I saved, I, I just kept putting it back into the business because the goal is once you have a set amount of business coming in, 
and a set amount of numbers, that's when you get your, you know, Lamborghini or your, the other uh, uh, crazy goals that, you know, you want to do for yourself. So I just, um, you know, was patient. That's it. Like, you know, I was, I'm patient with my purchase. I don't just go. I mean, I like, thank God, alhamdulillah, I do have the ability to go buy what I want, but I just, I don't, I think about the long term instead of the short term. Like, yeah, okay, I can go buy a nice car, blah, blah, blah. But no, you want to have a certain amount where you have this um, financial freedom to, you know, make a big decision like that. But I, one, I forgot who, one, somebody, I think it was in a Warren Buffett book I was reading, like only buy, if you can afford to buy it three times, then buy it. You know what I mean? Like the, so that's, that's one of my things. I mean, man, I want to have that where I can go, you know, be able to happily, you know, comfortably get something that I want, something nice, you know, uh, for myself. But I just, I, ha I still haven't done anything crazy like that yet. You know, uh, I just want to, I guess I have my goals to to grow to a level where I can comfortably do that. So. Uh, and you know what? You, you're sharing a lot of great knowledge, right? I mean, obviously, first of all, write your goals down. Uh, right. A lot of people just don't do that. And it, it's 90% of the way there is is visualizing, seeing your goals, understanding kind of where you're going. You know, right. you're, in, you're in this day-to-day. -day, you also decided very early not to pay yourself a ton of money so for every dollar that came in, you're not taking away from the company 30, 40 cents, right? Mm -hmm. Which could be, uh, could be significant. You obviously oh, yeah. start building your, your network of people. You bring in your, your uh, employees. Some of them last, some of them don't, right? Uh, you got to learn, learn that process in the training. What, what are some things that you did on the training side that, that would be curious to know? Um, did you put a book together, like a manual? Uh, did you set up a certain amount of videos that they needed to see? Did yeah. you kind of take a look at their work? What's some of that process, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, the manual or the book that you're talking about, that's definitely one of the top things on my to-do list. So I definitely still have to do that. But mainly it was a lot of repetition and a lot of practicing on, you know, devices. Like we do a lot of recycling too. So we'll get devices in that customers don't want. Um, sometimes we'll pay them for it. Sometimes, uh, you know, we have to, we send it out to a recycling company because we can't do anything with it. But with those devices, what I ended up doing was I set up like uh, our, the main phones that we get. I set up, like, okay, so this is this phone, let's say somebody uh, uh, recycled the iPhone 4, right? Um, we can't do anything with it. It's already busted up. It's broken. But it becomes at that point, becomes a good device to practice on, right? Like, well, and if somebody messes something up on it, it's a practice device, so it's fine. But uh, a lot of repetition uh, and uh, just going through the different repairs, the different, um, you know, starting from iPhone 4s all the way to the newest one, like the iPhone uh, 11 Pro Max. Like I have uh, devices for even iPhone 11 just for testing that people can, you know, you know my uh, technicians that I'm training, they can practice on, open it up, uh, you know, completely disassemble it put it back together, make sure it works and turns on. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of repetition that, you know, and, and I always tell them to watch YouTube videos or something you can't figure it out. Watch a YouTube video. I mean, I ask me first cause I'm 99% of the times I know the answer, but if not, you can always check, you know, or if I'm not there, check YouTube, but they always call me and I have a very open communication with all my, you know, technicians there. They have my cell phone number. I usually pick up right away. Um, unless I'm, the only time I really don't pick up is either I'm praying or I'm sleeping. Those are, you know, the two things. So love it. Love it. You know, and, uh, I was going to ask you if there's a few parts left over when they, uh, disassemble it and put it back together. Is that okay? No, definitely not. <laughs> Never okay. 
that would that would be that would be me, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no. See, that, here's the thing. Like the one thing I was telling, like, okay, so a, multi, well, a trillion dollar company like Apple put that screw in that position for a certain reason, right? They did the uh, R and D research and development. They did. They took the time to make that phone exactly the way it is. That's how we're gonna put it back together exactly the way it's supposed to be. Like sometimes I'm not like uh, you know I honestly feel like we do. Uh, you know, we go above and beyond even more than what the Apple store does. Cause like we'll have customers coming, Oh, I took my phone to Apple and they're saying they can't fix it and uh, they don't want to fix it. Or they're going to charge $300, but they're going to replace it out. They don't want to fix it. They bring it to us. We open it up. We do a, a run our diagnostic, you know, try a new LCD, a new battery charging port. Uh, sometimes it's a, even just a camera flex cable, like one cable that's causing the issue on the whole phone that happens. But, you know, just for us trying out the different things, it takes time. But, you know, when you take the time to do it right, you know, you get the right result. And that's why, like, we've been able to do, bring devices back to life that Apple hasn't, you know, uh, been able to fix. Or even some of my biggest competitors, like, you know, they, they're sending us business because they know that we, like, for me, like, even though it's a business and alhamdulillah, thank God I do, you know, make good money from it. It's more than that. You know, it's like, I want to be able to help a customer. I want to be able to help them get their, you know, child's pictures off that water damage device. I want to be able to, you know, um, bring it back to life. You know? so, oh, that's I, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, that's, that's part of what's made you so successful. You got four locations, you got a mobile, you know, service uh, part of it. So tell me a little bit about the, the idea of the mobile. Uh, let's kind of divert, right? You've got three yeah. retail locations and look, retail has gotten hurt. It's 2020, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what time you're listening to this, maybe in a couple of years, you, you come across the Dr. Gadget here on go for ceo you know, um, obviously retail has gotten hurt in some sense with some types of businesses. It sounds like you have thrived through 2020 in the pandemic. What, what made you think about the mobile service and how unique that service could be to go to places and, and be on the spot there? Yeah, no, definitely. It was, um, you know, let me just fix this. It keeps every time I get a notification on. We're gonna have to edit this out of the video. Well, good luck. I, I'm not that great at editing yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just turned all the notifications off. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, good. Is he paying Carter cash? All right. Hey, this this is about entrepreneurship, everybody. You're learning the 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 go for CEO pains and gains, and then the Dr. So, Gadget pains and gains. Chris over here. Chris the head of the camera. How's it going? Hey, hey. So, got his mask on uh, we were ringing, we're ringing out a customer as we speak um but um so no i was saying about the mobile service tell us a little bit about the idea you partnered up and out with a new partner after buying out your brother uh, yeah how's that partnership going and where did that idea come from yeah. especially in 2020 yeah so i mean we we're actually having uh quite a few cu uh customers asking oh could i drop off the um or can you come pick up the device from us uh, we don't feel comfortable leaving because you know they're definitely afraid of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, so uh, we're like, yeah, you know, I was actually going to customers' houses and picking up devices for them, dropping them off myself, just because I'm like, man, I want to, like I, I was telling you earlier, what, what other places, what's going to differentiate you from other shops, right? Going above and beyond, you know, and that definitely, in that sense, helped a lot, just going, uh, you know, picking up devices from the customer's okay. house and bringing it back to the store, <laughs> fixing it, dropping it back off, so that made uh that was one of the other reasons i'm like man you gotta do something mobile we we're talking about doing something mobile for actually uh a, a while like well, at least two years we we're talking about it and then 
my cousin, um, uh, he wanted to, he's like, man, he wants, he wanted to move out of New York. He wanted to come to Chicago. And uh, we were talking about doing another business, actually. That's going to be our, our next goal uh, called the Downtown Social. Pretty much bringing the, uh, you know, how you guys, have, uh, like how there's family feud and uh, deal or no deal and those types of games. We want to be able to do that, uh, apply that concept. It's essentially, kind of like how there's an escape room. You know, people go to, you know, kill time. They go to escape room. So we're going to do something like that. But on the game show side, you know, so like, oh, wow, yeah, family, like family food and yeah. a bunch of other games. I can't think of all right now. But, um, well, take a look here, one. man. Dr. Gadget unveiling a little bit of a secret here. He's got yeah. another, another business in mind. So yeah. awesome. So the mobile side of things, uh, you know, really became a necessity through some some questions of, of clients. You did a service like that on your own, but then you thought yeah. of it as a totally different part of the business that goes to place. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. What type of locations are you in front of, uh, you know, large corporations nowadays? Are you, yeah. what, how, how are you doing the mobile? Uh, so the mobile thing, uh, we're just promoting a lot online. Uh, same thing through the website. Uh, we made a whole new uh, Facebook page, uh, Google page, Yelp, uh, and, uh, you know, definitely paying for SEO on that end. Um, we, like I said, we've gotten about 12 customers so far that we've already fixed their devices. Um, the, the mobile Dr. Gadget Express, it's a, it's a pretty much a Dr. Gadget on wheels. So we got like workstations in there. Um, we obviously, we definitely take all the parts out. So, you know, no one can just break into the van and steal our inventory. But, uh, so we, have, you know, we take all, uh, whatever the customer needs, we take it with us at the time to do the repair. And, uh. So yeah. what would you expect uh, over the next year, let's just say, projected a year from now, what kind yeah. of percentage of your business do you think compared to the other three stores you're going to do through this mobile service? I, don't know why. Um, I, mean, I would say, money. here, uh, hold on one second, bro. There's a, second. We're, we're trying to bring this customer out. Hold on one second. Right I'm going to have to pause this part, okay? Mm -hmm. I have money on my phone. Yeah. Yep. All right, everybody, we took a quick break, but uh, uh, the doctor is back, Dr. Gadget uh, Mohawk. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about just the mobile service, another unique service within the Dr. Gadget phone and tablet repair company. So yep. tell us a little bit about what you think the percentages are that you feel the market's going to bear uh, compared to the total revenue of what you're doing. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like it's going to add on to the the total you know, sales overall. I, I mean, Percentage-wise, I would say about at least a 20 to 30 percent. Um, Chris is coming. Uh, 20 to 30 percent um, of just overall growth, uh, as you know, which I'm hoping essentially will you know also come back to uh, Doctor Gadget, uh, uh, actual uh, brick and mortar location as well. So you're you're planning on the services kind of being a, uh, another piece of the puzzle. But also, you said you brought on your cousin. So is that a different entity or are you branding it also the Dr. Gadget way and still still the same corporation? No, it's a, it's a different entity, but it is a part of Dr. Gadget, right? Because I, the, the, I own Dr. Gadget. I own the brand. I own the name. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, trademarked, all that good stuff. So it's even on Dr. Gadget Express, like everything's under my name. It's, he's just, he's my, he's my business partner. So, yeah. he, you know, we, we split the cost of doing the, 
the actual business itself. Um, and then we're going to split the, you know, profits uh, evenly too, pretty so much. People understand like, so the Dr. Gadget phone and repair, uh, phone, I'm sorry, phone and tablet repair, uh, you own a hundred percent. Then you get this right. idea with your cousin to uh, be able to build another piece of the puzzle, but you set up right. a different entity and you have 50, 50 ownership in that. And you put 50, 50 capital into that as well. Right. Really cool. You kind of diverse. Also, you said that uh, you're looking to do a game show. We won't hit uh, too much of that, but uh, that right. was a cool idea as well. So I'm looking forward to maybe interviewing you when you guys launch that side of things. And, Definitely. And business. Definitely. But so, you know, Mo, such a great background, right? At six years old, you're like peddling candy. You're, you're in right. the neighborhood. You're learning these, these things. You know, your brother's probably seeing you. Uh, are you the oldest or the middle or? No. So the, I have my eldest brother who's uh, uh my, who was my business partner previously. Uh, then the uh, second older for me, that's Ibad. He's, uh, he's the one who runs the Oswego store. Uh, okay. He's my business partner over there. Uh, so, uh, you know, we worked that out. And then my, I'm the middle child. Then there's one younger than me too, Ain. He's, uh, he's a, I, I made him a partner as well for Dr. Gadget. He runs the, the Aurora store with me. And then he helps with Naperville as well. And then uh, at the Naperville store, I have a, a, one of my um, technicians, Austin, really good buddy of mine too. He takes care of that one. And um, yeah, and then we have you know, about four uh, other you know, technicians that I'm training right now. So Awesome, awesome. Well, look, I mean, scaling is, is a big part of the game. You said, you know, put it out there in the, in the world, right? Uh, for, for, for God to help you is 500 stores. We're looking forward to seeing that. You know, one of the things that we end up in interview with uh, Mo is, we like to go through the C, the E, and the O, right? For go for CEO and the business yeah. side of things, which is client experience, employee engagement, and operational excellence. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why Dr. Gadget has the best client experience in your industry? Um, honestly, this goes, this goes back to what I was saying earlier too, uh, the golden rule, right? We want the customer uh, to not just come that one time or, you know, just have that uh, you know, one experience, you want them to know that, okay, when they come to Dr. Gadget, they're going to not only get their phone fixed, done the right way, but it's going to be warranty too. We're going to take care of it as well as uh, we're going to go above and beyond to, you know, make sure that they have a good experience. Cause my thing is, I don't want just them to come. I want their whole family to come. I want their aunts, their uncles, their brothers, their sister, mom, dad, everyone, the whole generation to come. There's one, there's one family uh, actually, a really good uh, buddy of mine, uh, Ken Lee, he, they do asphalt. They have a whole asphalt business. I've probably fixed at least three or four different generations from like the great grand, like the grandma, the, you know, uh, the, the dad, the, the son who I'm friends with, and then like even their niece and nephews and stuff. You know what I mean? So like that's four, four generations coming to Dr. Gadget. So I'm um, thank God it's, you know, it's a good feeling that, not just not just being able to help them out, but the fact that they they trust us with that much, uh, you know, uh, you know, just that much business. They're like, okay, yeah, just only go to Doctor Gadget. Only, you know, like and like, like I was telling you uh, too, our prices are a lot better than you know most of the places. Like even right across uh, the parking lot, Best Buy. They one example like a, a case like an OtterBox case where they charge eighty dollars for it. We we have the same case here. For about 30 bucks you know what i mean wow. so uh that that makes a huge huge difference oh it's enormous enormous man yeah. well look uh you know the next one is really something that you've been mastering and and you know you shared even just kind of sitting down with your guys 
But what would you say is kind of that value value proposition for employee engagement? Why are people staying with Dr. Gadget? Why are your family attracted to you and your business? What is mm-hmm. going on with what you guys are doing with your employee engagement? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, employee engagement is very, very important because you want, you know, they could go work for the competition, you know, easily, it, 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 you know, it can happen. But I just, you know, show them, you know, show them as much love as I can, respect them, treat them with respect. If they make a mistake, I make sure that they know that they made the mistake and they acknowledge that, okay, yeah, they made a mistake, but they're going to fix it and what they're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, every, I would say every like month or two, every two months, I take out, uh, take the employees out to uh, uh, like a Brazilian steakhouse, like Fogo de Chao or Chamagacha, you know, um, and uh, for a lot of them, it's, it's an experience too. Cause like, I mean, you know, not everyone just goes and, you know, spends $80 per person to go out to eat, but you know, I want to, I want them to be like, okay, I want to sh- show them that I appreciate them that I, you know, they're not just my employees, but they, I treat them, you know, like family. And even as far as like giving them, giving them good advice, like I always try to, you know, give the best advice that I can. I want them to grow with me. I want, you know, them to grow with uh, just as a, as uh, a person themselves, you know, like I just want them to, you know, become the better you, you know, how do you become the better you? And that's why I was, you know, even for myself, like what can I do to be a better person, not just for me, but for, you know, the people around me. And that, I, I feel like that helps a lot. And that, and they see that, they, they see that I don't, I'm not just there for, you know, they're, to, you know, so they can, you know, work for me and, you know, make me money. No, I, I treat them like family. Like they have issues with their cars. I, you know, I'll, I'll go take them, drop them off to the dealership, pick them up. And like, you know, like I, I help them out, I treat them like their family, you know, like I don't, yeah, like I'm the CEO of the company, but I'm, I'm a, just a, you know, I'm a, another person, you know, like you gotta, you know, sometimes people start having issues when they start thinking too highly of themselves. And one thing that my religion, you know, Islam teaches me is just to be very humble, you know, like be thankful. Cause you know, you never know when it's going to, you know, something just happened and, everything gone like I get no you know hopefully never like but get in a car accident I'm done you know what I mean like that there's so many things that can happen and you know that's one of the uh things that you just got to be humble and you got to treat others with respect like you know you just gotta you know no don't ever think too highly of yourself don't ever have that head that you're like oh I'm the best I'm you know this and that no like like thank god alhamdulillah thank god you know with the blessing of god I'm able to do what I can do that's why I have you know, over 355 star reviews, you know, because it's, wow. you know, I, we take care of people like we, you know, it's, it goes back to just taking care of people in general, not just the customer, not just the employee, but just, you know, people in general. So definitely, definitely. Well, well you, na- you, you nailed employee engagement. <clears throat> you can hear the, the passion of, you know, what's behind you. I know, I know we have a, a mutual connection, which I didn't know he's been on our show, advanced sports therapy with Aslan. Oh, I was on. Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah just, too, really nice guy. Yeah, just great, great faith-based things that he shared on his interview. And uh, so, last one is operational ex- excellence. You know, uh, yeah. what is it that makes a difference with your operations? Like, how how are you tweaking things? What 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 what's the value proposition for Doctor Gadget with your operations? Operations, honestly. So another thing that I, I didn't mention, I, I used to work uh, in the pharmacy at Walmart. Um, right here in uh, Naperville and I did that for about seven years I was a lead tech over there I still I still go over there to Walmart there uh, you know the farmers like oh Mo come come help us out I'm like no I'm good I'm a CEO no no, shit. no I, I don't say that but you know, I mean, you know they're all like I'm really cool with all of them 
But uh, one of the things uh, as far as operations that I, I'm really glad I worked there was just the whole process of dropping off, you know, your medication to get, you know, filled. It has to go through certain steps, uh, mm. you know, before it gets, uh, you know, uh, handed to the customer. You can't just like, you know, prescribe anything and it's done. Uh, like, uh, you know, bring in a prescription. You know, it has to go through the right, you know, order the right uh, workflow, the right channels to get to, you know, before it gets to the customer. Because if they make a mistake in the pharmacy, that's huge, right? So I took that like workflow mentality of, okay, the customer drops it off. We get all the information that we need. Then it goes to like the, so for instance, Walmart, it was drop off. Then it goes to like four point where they have to check the whole prescription, make sure everything's accurate. Then that which only the pharmacist can do. So it goes to inputting it to, to check the pharmacist checking it. Then it goes to filling. Then the pharmacist checking the actual, you know, uh, prescription to make sure you filled the right thing. You didn't just give the, you know, patient anything, uh, just something random, right? Like you have to give them the right things and then, and then go to the customer. So I took that concept of, you know, from A to Z of the proper steps that we need to take, you know? So one thing that we do that I know a lot of places don't do is we test the uh, device at least three to five times uh, wow. once we get it, right? Because once a customer first drops it off, we want to make sure that there's like what we want to know all the problems before we start. And there's sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes the LCD is completely shattered. And we can't test all the problems. So we let the customer know, hey, this is the price for this. But, the, uh, you know, we're, once we uh, get it to actually power on, we're going to call you and let you know if there's any other issues. And at that point, you can decide if you want to get it done or not, you know. And uh, so back to the workflow, just getting, you know, dropping off their, uh, essentially, their phone is a prescription, right? They're dropping it off to us. We're uh, inputting all the information in properly, checking that we, uh, you know, we do the diagnostic, make sure uh, do a full test. If there's any other issues like ear speakers not working or cameras not working, we know about the problem. We let the customer know, hey, this is fixed. You know, you have these other issues or your battery's about to go bad. Uh, do you want to get a new one? Like we, we take that um, initiative to, you know, go above and beyond and test everything out. So, um, so we know like, okay, you know, you're going to get 100% device back, like a, you know, fully working device with no issues. That's the goal. You know what? Uh, you described such a great thing, right? Uh, you you took some time from where you had some corporate experience with a with a large large company, uh, somewhere where you want to be in the future with Doctor Gadget, and you you took that. I, I call that case. It's an acronym. Uh, uh, copy and steal everything. <laughs> yeah. Meaning like just, you know, learn, right? Uh, you learned somewhere where you were working and, and you've applied it to your business. What a, what a great insight. And, and everybody in the Gopher CEO community, look, listen to this, to this interview, you know, understand the values that, that Mo, you know, has foundationally with what his background is and how he treats people and how he treats his clients and how he treats his employees and, and the vision that he has, right? The goals that he's setting out to be able to get to the 500 stores and then another service that he has within the service and, and brings in more family to grow that. So Mo, why don't you share with people where they can get a hold of you? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Are you on website? Uh, yeah. Phone number, share a little bit of the details yeah. of how to get a hold of you as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the best the best way to get a hold of me, I mean, uh, obviously come visit the Aurora location. Uh, we're right across the street from Fox Valley Mall. The, you can Google us, Google Dr. Gadget Aurora. Our phone number here is 630-340-5563. 
Uh, one of the technicians will pick up. Usually I am at this location. Um, if I'm not, I'm just always thinking about what the next project is, what the next goal is. One thing I didn't even uh, really get to talk about is uh, Big Apple Bagels. Uh, that's uh, other business that uh, me and my business partner, uh, Bilal, uh, my best friend, uh, it's, it's my brother. He's you know my brother from another mother. We, we own uh, Big Apple Bagels on 95th and Book Road. That's a whole nother uh, business. I'll have you. Have uh, him on. Yeah, I'll have him uh, interview with you for that one. And he's just, he's literally, we don't look anything alike, but it's my, my brain twin. We have the same mindset, the same, you know, goals driven, you know, very, you know, uh, religiously, you know, involved with, uh, you know, our uh, Islam, you know, our religion and, you know, thanking God for everything that, you know, he's uh, blessed us with. So uh, I'll have you, you know, you can interview him soon too. Uh, he's, he's, he's crazy busy too. So um, I'll figure out a good time for you to talk. No worries. No worries. But so, so tell your, you did your phone number. Um, yeah. What's their website and yeah. uh, maybe the Instagram and some of the other, the social media spots. Yeah. Go, I mean, we're all, I'm on all the social medias. Uh, Google is another good one. You can always uh, reach, out, uh, reach out to us on Google. Uh, Yelp, same thing. My, uh, it's uh, Dr. Gadget, Aurora. I have a Yelp account for all three of the stores and Dr. Gadget Express as well. And then um, uh, I'm on Twitter. I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really posted anything on Twitter in a long time. I am on it. Same thing with Instagram. Uh, we just made a TikTok recently. So uh, we, uh, we just had like two, three videos, nothing crazy on there. Um, but uh, as far as getting a hold of me, you know, Aurora location, I'm usually here. Call the store. Um, you know, any anything I could help with, definitely, you know, reach out. Um, there's a... One of my friends actually, uh, he came up uh, with a slogan for me. Uh, it goes, uh, "If you, uh, where, where it goes? if you drop your phone and you crack it, come get it fixed at Doctor Gadget." <laughs> nice, nice. That's a little jingle. I love it. I love it. And then there's a rated R version too. I don't know. I'll, I'll just say <laughs> uh, you can edit it however you want. If your bitch break your phone and she acting ratchet, come get it fixed at Dr. Catching. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, look, it's been a pleasure. You know, I've been having so much fun. I've got about 30, 40, 50 videos uh, that we've put together. I'm dropping them every Tuesday and went and uh, Thursdays, sometimes some special editions on Saturdays and Sundays, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. But remember to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and look, Give some love to Dr. Gadget. Um, you know, you know, email him, call him, you know, get a chance to yeah, get on his website. Mention, like, yeah, what's if that? they mentioned uh, that um, they saw the uh, YouTube video, um, you know, uh, meeting the CEO of Dr. Gadget, uh, I'll throw in a free tempered glass screen protector with uh, any iPhone screen repair. And uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, this guy knows marketing, man. This guy knows marketing. Look at that. Life. Uh, any opportunity to market. Oh, what a beautiful thing. And I hope that you have taken the challenge to really listen to this video. Uh, I know that uh, obviously this is the real deal, right? These are real small business owners building real businesses in America and uh, doing some great things. So, hey, Mo, thanks so much for joining us. Any last words of wisdom? Uh, man, honestly, got to thank God for everything. Uh, you know, definitely have uh, faith in a higher being, uh, you know, and um yeah and just go at it don't just i always tell people don't just talk about it be about it like do it instead of just saying oh i have this idea i have that idea no make that make that idea a reality make you know make that dream a reality that's uh you know it's you got to actually want to do it and just go at it 
Hey, there's there's yeah. only one time in life that you'll regret it. It's when you're about to die, which we yeah. all will die, if you didn't go for it and you didn't yeah. go for CEO. Thanks, exactly. Mo. I appreciate you just jumping on, man. Awesome. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.